Hi, I'm Siobhan, your sales how-to gal. In this episode, you'll learn how not to be a thumb twiddler. And who am I kidding? This episode is as much for me lately as it is for you because I have been having some problems with procrastination. And with this podcast episode, I get to be my own therapist. That's what talking to um, you all does for me. It helps me to think through things for myself sometimes. Um, And so I'm going to figure out why I keep delaying critical tasks and what it will take to make me do what I know needs doing. And I hope those of you who are experiencing the same thing or who experience this type of thing from time to time will get some um, useful advice that you can come back to later um, when you need it. The first step in finding the cure for procrastination is to figure out why I'm procrastinating. Because if you want to cure something, you have to find out the source of the problem first. So why am I procrastinating? Why am I delaying? For me, if I don't want to do something, I avoid it. There's more than one way to avoid doing something. I get myself busy doing something else. Or sometimes I hire someone else to do it when, when, when it's affordable for me. Or I convince myself that the task is less important than it is. I search for a different, um, I don't know, less undesirable way uh, to achieve the same outcome so that I don't have to perform the exact task that I've been procrastinating um, or trying to avoid doing. I've always had difficulty doing things I don't want to do my entire life, my entire career. Um, I don't know why I think I've earned the right to only do what I want to do. I mean, almost no one gets to do only what they want to do. So I may need a real therapist to figure out what's going on there. But waiting to find out what's underneath the the the, the surface reason would be just another form of procrastination if you think about it. So I'm going to take some action and save the deeper work for later. Um, this podcast isn't just about me though, and we don't all have the same reasons for our, for our behavior, whether it's procrastinating or anything else. We have, we have different motivators. So if not wanting to do something isn't the reason that you procrastinate, take a minute and kind of self-analyze. Do you fear rejection? Do you fear success? I mean, are you ready to succeed? Is that it? If you're not, you're not going to, and that might be why you're procrastinating. Um, Do you like drama and therefore wait until the last minute in order to create more risk? That's some people's issue. Um, Do you have difficulty prioritizing and, and therefore find yourself focusing on the wrong tasks or procrastinating by accident? So think through it and kind of self-diagnose. Is it that you don't have a boss or work remotely and find yourself procrastinating simply because you can? You don't have a taskmaster there to, you know, to whip you into shape. Some, Some people need that. And, you know, whatever the issue is, it doesn't help to be embarrassed by it. Just own it and, and then figure out what, what you're going to do about it, which is what I'm trying to do with my problem. Once you find your why, your why you procrastinate, 
maybe you'll be able to relate to and apply some of the cures that I've been trying lately. Um, I'm going to go through five possible cures and I'll tell you which one is sort of working for me. I'm still, I, I still haven't mastered it a hundred percent lately. Um, so uh, the five potential um, cures for procrastination are to create some desperation, to develop a desire to achieve something, to get on a roll, uh, to create a boss for yourself, or to make the thing you're procrastinating about a one-time thing, a temporary evil, so that you can just do it and get it over with. So let's go through each of those and kind of let me tell you what my experience has been with them and what I've seen others experience with it. And maybe it'll be helpful in some way. Creating desperation. You know, they say, these people, people say that you need something even scarier than what you're avoiding to cause yourself to to act. So the fear of losing your job or not being able to eat can create enough desperation to have you overcome your tendency to procrastinate. Now, that particular desperation has never worked for me because if I can't afford caviar, I can just eat beans instead. So I'm never really quite desperate enough. Um, But if it works for you, there are a ton of books that say you can create desperation by burning bridges um, so that you can't retreat. Um, Napoleon Hill, um, Dale Carnegie, many authors, um, best-selling authors have used that as as a way of achieving great success as entrepreneurs or great success in business in general. Um, And a lot of um, immigrants tell me that that's why they succeeded in in America because they couldn't get um, a great job and they had to create a business and they had to get out and hustle to um, find success in that business. And they succeeded basically because they had no other choice but to succeed. Um, so desperation. Another potential cure is to have some positive results and then attack the, the task that you've been avoiding when you have better energy. I believe in that. I subscribe to this possible cure. Um, but the thing is, by definition, that uh, the being on a roll doesn't work when you're on a losing streak. So how do you stop procrastinating? when you're stuck in a rut. Athletes, such as basketball players, um, they say you play your way out of a slump. So if you shoot three for 22 today, then just keep shooting tomorrow and you're bound to hit. And the thing is though, they know that that particular um, approach will work because they've succeeded in the past. So what they do, they have a, you know, a lifetime of experience to draw on. And so they, they just draw back on that and kind of wait it out. It's kind of like the, the economy is cyclical or you know hitting shots is cyclical. 
and they understand that whatever is going on, it's, it's all cyclical. So if you can look back in, in your career and find a time when you succeeded and then apply that approach to whatever you're procrastinating with, then that might be a good approach. And I, I found that to be a, a good way to pull myself out of um, a rut in the past as well. Just, you know, recalling the last time I was in a similar situation and what I did to overcome that. Um, and if the situations weren't quite the same, there's there's someone who's experienced whatever you're going through and you can either talk to them or if you don't know them well enough to talk to them, there's a book out there for basically everything. So find find a book that um, where someone is describing how they got over a, a situation that's similar to the one that you're in at the moment. Um, I'm an avid reader, so I take a lot from from bios, from general business books. Um, I don't read a lot of fiction, but um, sometimes you can find some nuggets in, in um, good fiction as well. So that covers kind of getting on a roll. I think I went out of order here because I was saying, I think the second one on my list earlier was find something that you want to achieve um, and focus on the achievement that you're you're aiming for as, as, as a way to um, get you out of your funk. Um, if this particular achievement has a deadline, that'll cause you to, to work because a deadline always makes execution um, have the type of immediacy that's necessary. Uh, going back to athletes, um, I'm such a sports person, and I didn't put this in the list earlier, but a lot of times athletes use something that makes them angry to make them work harder. So if they got, you know, Michael Jordan got cut from his junior high team or something, and that was a, a force that was behind him, or Tom Brady got picked in, I don't know, the seventh round or something, and that fueled him to, you know, to great success. So maybe getting angry um, might make you do, do something. Um, if someone makes me angry and I'm practicing law, that'll make me speed up you know litigation if that's what I'm doing so if you make me angry and and part of my job is to you know if I'm doing something in my job that I don't like which is practicing law is something I don't like so um, making me angry can make me do that job um, so that that particular approach can work to prevent um, delaying tasks that you don't want to to do so let's add that one to the list and um, move on now to one that was originally on the list, and that's um, not having a taskmaster, working from home or being an entrepreneur. And this is another issue that I can relate to because I've not been in corporate America since the Great Recession. So, um, and sometimes I'm more motivated than other times to to do my to do my darn job, um, and so I have to be my own ball buster. And one way that I do that is to pretend I have a a boss. You know, I ask myself, okay, wh what would you be doing if you had a job and this was your job to do? 
how would you make yourself do it then? Why, you know, why are you less likely to do it for yourself than you than you would be if you had a job and someone else that you were doing it for? So I pretend that I have someone to be accountable for, to be accountable to. And this allows me to be more accountable to myself. I tried this approach lately by going public with my weekly to-do list. I was publishing it on social media, figuring if I put it there, I would have to do it because I would have to report back at the end of the week and say, okay, what did I accomplish and what didn't I? The problem with that though, is that even though I work for myself, I don't have complete control of my time because emergencies come up and prevent me from doing the, the, the items I may have had on my to-do list. And then I've got to report back that I didn't accomplish whatever I, I said I was going to accomplish. And sometimes the thing that I said I was going to accomplish was selling something. So how am I going to be a salesperson reporting back that I didn't do my sales work because I had to do something else? That's just not a good look. So I don't know if I want to be publicizing when I don't do my sales work. So that brings me to the single most effective way that I've found to force myself to do things I don't want to do. And that's to just envision that it's all temporary. If I do this unpleasant thing once and I do it well, I won't have to do it again because it will lead to some success, an outcome that I've been seeking, whether that's my having enough money to hire someone else to do the unpleasant task or if the task is the kind of thing where once you succeed, that type of task doesn't come to you anymore. It goes to people who are on their, their way up. You know, for example, if once your entrepreneurial venture is, you know, a, a multi-million dollar success, then you don't do things that you did when your venture was in its infancy and making its first dollars. So that's the way that I've been able to, that mindset has helped me to stop twiddling my thumbs lately. So don't be a thumb twiddler. Figure out what's causing you to, to procrastinate and then think about which one of these cures is most likely to work with you based on your personality and what's driving your procrastination to begin with. And that's how you'll find your cure for procrastination. I'm Siobhan, your sales how-to gal. Until next time.